We Like Dota is brought to you with the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Yold Raven, Ninja Scouts, Samson Magnuson, RX Cabell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Bean Dob, Monster, Icebug, Spanguin, Titus Andromedon, Dank, Zynason, Delikowschef, Paul Turner, Jeff Peterson, Kruger, Javier Lato Play, Wisp, Zeke, Straw Cat, That Charlie, Justin, Zach, Yanni, and Darkstorm Dota. If you'd like to join the list of patrons, head on over to WeLikeDota.com and follow the links to our Patreon. We Like Dota, episode 353, starts now. Welcome, listeners, to a very special episode of We Like Dota. It is our live post TI recording. We at We Like Dota noticed that we were all going to be on vacation at the end of August, so we recorded this several months in advance. What a series of <laughs> games we saw this weekend. Uh, Arian, I'm joined by Arian. Arian, what did you think of TI this year? Uh, I think TI was great, honestly. I wouldn't have expected that Alliance of all teams is going to win it with the old TI3 squad, but I guess the old people, they still have it. It was the same organization, so they let him participate. It was incredible. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, it was, and it was interesting uh, seeing Bulldog play Lone Druid again in a in a grand finals. Yeah, it, uh, it kind of came cool. out of nowhere, but yeah, off meta. I mean, that's what TI finals are, right? Like they're they're just a completely like new meta in of themselves. That's how most like game five finals of TI go. Yeah, t- yeah, exactly. TI makes its own meta. Yeah, exactly. Um, so everybody go out and play uh, Lone Druid and and Chaos Knight uh, to echo our champions. I bet they feel good, Arian. Yeah, I do feel very good right now about uh, a, a couple things. One of the one of them, I think you're gonna mention in a second. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, look at it go! How about uh, how about your week in Dota? How did that make you feel good? Wait, that's the transition, and that, that was, was my a transition. Uh, okay, sure, dude. Um, my week in Dota, uh, it was ecstatic, Jim. I gotta say, you know, uh, two weeks ago when I was on the podcast, I think I talked about a couple more mellow games, but. This week, it's been marked by two high points, I'll call them. So one game I want to highlight, uh, I beat a Smurf. I don't know if you face Smurfs often right now, Jim, but... Constantly, but go on. Yes, beating Smurfs, it's probably like the best feeling in Dota. Like after, I guess, getting like really good teamfight spells off. So hmm. I was stacking with Ursinity, Zag, and an old friend of Zag, an old college friend, I guess, who's called Bilsif. Um, and we immediately scouted one guy on the enemy team as being a Smurf. He had a level 16 Dota account and like a couple <laughs> like 90% win rates on his like yeah. most successful heroes on the profile. So we were like, okay, that's a pretty easy smurf spotted but jim he made a big mistake and guess what his mistake was what he picked storm spirit against the number one storm spirit fiend in the world so yes i think i've mentioned this a lot uh on the podcast 
The number one thing that the Storm Spirit hates playing against is tanky heroes. Like Storm Spirit, he just can't deal yeah. with tanky heroes because he has to expend so much of his mana pool to kill them, and then he just dies because he doesn't have mana. Uh, so Zack would try to pick Patch Four. So I was like, all right, I'll pick you Clockwork, and you swap me to this Patch Mid. And although you know I know the matchup very well. It's usually not advised to pick melee heroes into Storm Spirit in lane because it makes them get a lot of like remnant uh, and his passive combos off, and then you're in pull range for the like double mm -hmm. E proc range. Yeah, like you're you're in range very often for him to kill you. Uh, but I knew how to counter that. I just went to Ring of Region, which kind of just insulated me from a lot of his harass. And then one of the other things that I myself as a Storm Spirit hate is if I don't get the runes, especially the four and the six minute runes. Because Storm Spirit, especially at like level five, he's only gonna have one level in his one, in his Q, which means uh, you farm pretty slowly. So you need runes to like yeah. propel yourself and start snowballing. Pudge, he is so good at getting runes. Like Storm Spirit, he either has to expand half his mana pool to get from the lane to the rune, or play the 50-50 where he just camps one side of the paramount. Pudge, he can just chill, see us in the middle, and then walk like 200 units and hook the rune wherever it spawns. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Which is what I did. Uh, then in the end, like after we won the game, I'll just skip over the rest. Uh, their PA had a terrible time. He got like a 17-minute battle free, which kind of, I think, Oof. means you lost SPA in most cases. Like, he was never really relevant. Um, in the end, I hit him with the, yo, uh, you should smurf in Herald Bracket because you're clearly not good enough for this one. Uh, it felt very, very good, all shedding him like that, I gotta say. Or, although, granted, it was a bit toxic, uh, thinking about after the fact. <laughs> but, you know, you deserve it because, you know, I hate smurf so much, dude. Just play in your own bracket. Uh, the guy was, was who... He was he playing like a smurf like you could tell um, he wasn't like a brand new i mean i, I could mean, definitely like tell he, that he was like a very good player but i don't okay. think he was a storm spirit player i have to say okay um, yeah yeah like i mean he, he he was very decent but because their team got behind by like 10k after minute 35 because we won a really big like team fight where you wiped them uh his only move was just to jump the back line which is like obviously the correct thing to do and he picked off our uh, position 5 AA kind of often but he kind of used like 80% of his mana for that and couldn't touch our cause which it's the correct move if you're behind but it just means that you're not very impactful in the team fight besides you know getting the position 5 uh, and he like our position 5 Earth, he had a glimmer cape he had a uh, yules and aeon disc like he always got his ulti off which is kind of what you want as AA um, yeah and then the guy who was stacked with him he made the argument that smurfing doesn't count if you're an unranked. Which I kind of like, I don't get it. Because sure, you're not playing for imaginary internet points, but you still like, I'll not say, but I mean, in a sense, you're like wasting 10 people's times. Like 10, yes. people time, 10 people's time if you like just stomp the game. Uh, no matter if it's like a ranked or an unranked game. So, you know, I don't really get that argument. Uh the other I, I, yeah, I agree with you i don't yeah i mean i just like, just play in your own bracket man. Yeah. and like especially me i almost never play ranked these days like i play ranked when i uh, drop to legend because of recalibration to get back to ancient but besides that like i'll say 90 percent of my dota is just playing stacked games unranked uh, yeah 
And you know, I hate getting those ruined because I I look forward to playing with the with the team. Uh, yeah, another high point of my week was a Bristleback game where I got 31 kill streams. Um, <laughs> I have to say, Jesus. I have to get credit, uh, give credit to Ursinity because I didn't want to pick Bristle, but I mean, I didn't even think of picking like last picking Bristle there, and it made me feel dirty, but. He was like, oh, this is a really good Bristol game. So I picked it. I was against the Void Spirit, Kunker, Earthshaker, PA, and uh, Warlock. And after like minute, wait, how long was this game? Let me check. This minute, this game was 40 minutes long. And up until PA got break, I didn't die a single time. I was like <laughs> 25 and all. Because their team was like very, very limited damage until PA got online. And this PA, which... I feel like this happens to most PAs that I like play against or with right now. They just get stomped in lane and then kind of never recover. Yeah. Um, so like I was just running down the Warlock at minute 10 and I felt bad for the Warlock because you know, he just wants to play support, help with Steam and I'm exploiting him being like a hero with no escape. But you know, you do what you gotta do for the win. That's all I gotta say. You know, you were playing on your regular account. Exactly. Faulted, it's friend. not amoral if I'm stomping on my regular account. Agreed. Yeah. So oh. what what makes a bad bristleback game? What makes a bad bristleback game? Obviously like someone like Vipper, right? But yeah, right. Breaks obviously the first thing, but the PA break, like the only two times that I died in that game was due to PA break. But I think with PA, because he can physically only get the break at 20 minutes, uh, the game was already kind of over. Like when he was able to kill me, we already got two wrecks. Um, so right. like just natural breaks that you have before the bristle can stomp your team is very nice. And then also heroes that have escapes. Because if you just run from the ah, whistle, you cannot okay. kill him. Like, I was midding against a Void Spirit who, like, I bullied out of lane, but he also only died two times. Uh, he got 20 kills in that game. He had a pretty good game as well. Uh, because he can just run from me. I have no way to chase him down. To the contrary, the Warlock, who didn't have an escape and was a squishy yeah. hero, he just died. So are there, like, a lot of supports with uh, escapes? I guess Hoodwink would be very good against Bristleback. Yeah, I guess if you could, like, stun the Bristleback long enough to get away. Yeah, for sure. Uh, other That's heroes, it, I would say heroes that steal your stats, like Silencer is pretty nasty against Bristleback because you don't have... Oh, so yeah, Silencer is, like, the direct counter. Yeah, right? you don't have a lot of mana to begin with. And then heroes that do, like, progressively more damage the more you hit you because they're, like, a natural counter to most tanks and Bristle falls into like that slark. Yeah, Slark, for sure. Uh, Ursa comes to mind because most Ursas okay. get lifesteal and they kind of nullify the chip damage of your W as well. Yeah, those, those would be like the big, big counters. And then obviously, I think we have to mention mana break. Any form of mana break just completely destroys Bristle. Okay. I don't know if you remember that TI game where Topson on Gyrocopter countered Bristle with a diffusion <laughs> yeah. build and everybody was losing their minds. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I guess Lion would be good. Yeah, Lion would be decent. You also don't there. like like getting controlled. Yeah, just because like I've I've had a few games against Bristle lately, where I played one with Gothier. I think he went Invoker, and the Bristle went mid, and like no, and we lost. The Bristle just walked up lanes at us, and uh, 
after like 15 minutes, we were just kind of sitting there like, I don't know how to kill the bristle. Yeah, I mean, you would think that Invoker is good because you can burn his mana, but his mana burn is like limited to like, what, 500 every 30 seconds? Yeah. Uh, which doesn't seem that good. And Invoker, he's not a high damage hero, especially when yeah. he's low level. Yeah, and they had a they had a Spectre Medusa or something or whatever behind the bristle back. They had Spectre Medusa bristle? No, 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 like Spectre or Medusa. I forget which one it was, but ah, they had okay. like some late game carry. So like the bristle could just walk up lanes. And then, like, when we finally started to get a hold of the bristle, I mean, we never did, but if we had, um, they would have, like, a six-slotted specter. Yeah, just a, a, full, finally, a whole so. other, like, 4K HP to munch through. Yeah, and they didn't even get to that point, but, yeah, oh, yeah. interesting. Bristle is, he's, he's very easy to play. Like, he's definitely, I felt after that game, uh, I must have played my play like pressed my Q or W key like probably like five thousand times. Like my hand, <laughs> it actually hurt, especially <laughs> after I got the eggs. Uh, so yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you you pay for like playing an easy hero where you stomp. You pay with like physically taking years of your <laughs> hand lifespan, I guess. Yeah, repetitive stress injury for and, sure, for sure, and five thousand actuations on your your Q and W keys. <laughs> yeah. Just have to replace the keyboard after every tenth bristleback bristle game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got to get <laughs> cheap keyboards then. You can't be can't be going after these hundred dollar mechanical things. No, I like I got bristle. a cheap mechanical keyboard. I don't use a one hundred. I I bought an expensive mouse, but I don't think an expensive keyboard is worth it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I want to buy a uh, a Korean keyboard when mine fails. A Korean keyboard? Why is that? Yeah, there's this there's this cheap rubber dome keyboard that all the old Brood War and StarCraft II pros used to use, the QSEN DT35. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, 20 bucks. Um, and so I'm going to get that whenever this one breaks. I thought since you were pretty old, you would like swear on mechanical keyboards, but I guess you don't. I gr- no, nah, I mean, I grew up using, a, oh, is it the IBM Model M? I think that like super loud buckling spring keyboard. Never um, heard of it. My dad worked for IBM. And, Damn, did uh, that work for IBM? That's pretty cool. Yeah, for a long time. So we always had IBM computers in the house. And uh, it was cool, but and I, every once in a while I get like tempted to get look into a mechanical keyboard, but I just don't. I mean, mine works. I can't, I can't like replace a working keyboard. Yeah, I wouldn't. Keyboards, like, if you buy a mouse, I get if you're like a gamer that you're going to buy an expensive mouse because I feel like the cheap mice, they... They're not that good. Buying an as long as you're not paying like 200 bucks, it actually makes a difference. Yeah. Keyboards, not so much. I think. I like the the secret gym law though. The listeners are gonna enjoy it. What's the secret gym law? That your dad worked at IBM. I never knew that. Oh, secret gym law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he worked at IBM. Digital is he's a professor now. Um, yeah. So we always I had like a PC Junior, mm. and then I had a, a an XT. And then, uh, then IBM stopped making computers. Oh, whoops! So, <laughs> so getting Intel chips. Uh, I also played some Dota this week. Oh, how was your week in Dota, Drew? Tell me about it. It was good. I, I played more than I usually do. The kids were at an Adventure Survival Camp. Adventure um, Survival Camp. I'm sorry for all these tangents. What makes like? It's all good. Do they just like throw them in the woods and they like survive? No, no. As as, as I had to explain to my youngest on the drive there. They're not. They don't call upon the children to survive. Um, that's not why the word survival's in there. She was a little worried about that. 
they teach you the survival skills. Ah, okay. That's so they, if they you ever like shelter, if you ever get tired of your kids and you know uh, put them out in the woods, they're gonna find their way back. Like hands yeah, yeah. Back. Now that wouldn't work. <laughs> we've we've sabotaged our plans. That yeah, would not work. Um, they would be fine. But yeah, like they go out there, like, they build their own shelter. They cook their food on a fire. Um, they rappel down a waterfall. Um, that's they did a cool. whole bunch of stuff. They hiked like four miles with a thirty-pound pack, um, and they each weigh like sixty pounds. It's, Man, not it's like, like military training. Hiking <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Big backpacks. But the counselors were super good, and and they had a wonderful time. But they were also not here, so I got to play some Dota. Oh, nice! All right, tell me about the Dota that you played while your children had to physically fight for their lives. Yeah, I, I was I was fighting for um, my Dota life on the. On the Dota map, I actually won some games. Finally, I was on like a terrible. That's unusual streak. for you. I know it really is. <laughs> uh, I played a Badden because I wanted to do the the Locket Ags thing again, uh, which is totally stupid. Oh, the my it, team will never die build. Yep. Uh, that game ended up. I ended up using it once because let me pull it up. Bayelucht went ten one and eleven. And Guthrie went 19-1 and 13. Ooh, he did so, the, the right-click uh, Shadow Fiend build that I've been hearing so much about. Yeah. yeah it, I guess it worked pretty well. I was in the offlane just not dying um, because I was bad. Hmm. And then I eventually got the thing. We got to use it once. And then I heard on the uh, another Dota 2 podcast with BSJ and Monkeys Forever that they were talking about that build too and that they ran into some guy who just does it in like, you know, 9k games or whatever the heck mmr they're up at and it's it's really bonkers do you think <laughs> holy locket is gonna get nerfed one pair next patch i think 100 percent they're gonna nerf it do you think see my question is do you nerf holy locket or do you nerf the things that are op with holy locket oh that's a good like point do you nerf, do you nerf a bad and ag somehow or do you nerf um are people Wyvern are people thing. building Holy Locket on like Necrophos? Probably. Probably, right? Yeah. I mean, I bet it's not OP with him though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you have a good point actually. I may, may, maybe I'll reconsider my opinion. I think like just nerfing the hero, like the heroes that it's really OP as, uh, makes more sense because it's not like every hero with a heal ability. It's like buying a Holy Locket. I haven't seen like a Witch Doctor with a Holy Locket yet. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's only, and I think, I still think, I mean, obviously someone would have figured this out if it were true. Um, so I'm sure it's not true, but I believe it. Um, that like the game handles percentages weird. Like there's some kind of mathematics error in the engine. Damn, because I remember like, like a, a while conspiracy theory. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'll get pretty deep on this one. But I remember, like, years ago, back when Aetherlens gave percent damage, I think, people were buying it on Phoenix, and Sunray was just, like, absolutely destroying people. Hmm. I mean... And I was convinced it was some weird percentage thing. And then I think this Wyvern locket business with the, the talent, where you just, like, heal your carry to full every 11 seconds or whatever it is. I think there's something weird going on there, too. Yeah, I mean, Apparently, the math works out, and there isn't something weird, but I feel that there is. Maybe it's because there is two percentages involved, because uh, yeah. Phoenix Sunray, it's also percentage-based, so maybe the engine yeah. like bugs out if there's two percentages. Yep. I mean, I think you're probably you're, just wrong. Uh, 
Speaking <laughs> about the viral thing, I played a very hard uh, stacked game this week against, I guess, not very like famous, but decently well-known Dota caster Nef Sensei. He casts like a couple bts lore division games and stuff like that uh cool he had a wyvern on his team that had 70k heal, uh, healing oh yeah that's wyvern that's for you wild it really is like we played wyvern in a couple games like with a stack like months ago and i was just like chilling in the back i had nathan lens and locket and everyone yeah it's you a, know someone would freak out they'd be like oh i'm in trouble no you're not it's a chill and play then, like, style they'd get chronosphered and then come out of the chronosphere with all their hp it's a chill playstyle, but I'm honestly not that sure if it's, like, great for the game or even justified in being that good. Like, just specifically <laughs> the Wyvern thing. I think healing, like, healing being strong in general, I kind of like, but Wyvern, like, because to do, like, damage to a hero or to kill an, a hero in Dota, if you're playing a, like, decently high-quality game, it takes a lot of effort and execution, right? right. Wyvern, like, if your positioning is, like, not garbage, then you're probably going to, like, save your carry from somebody who had to, like, spend two minutes strategizing about, like, how they're going to pull off this team fight. Yeah, I mean, Faceless Void is just miserable against a Wyvern. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem fun. I mean, Faceless Void is miserable against a lot of people. But uh, what else did I do? Oh, I, I, I ran into trouble with uh, Alchemist. Mm. I had a triple in my cavern for Alchemist. And so I said, I'm going to play Alchemist. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sam the Plaid Pirate showed up. We played two games. I did not win either of them. Damn. Did you do it like safe lane or mid? I did safe lane. Okay. You didn't go like the meme axe build, right? You just went Belfry. I, I, I like Radiance. Oh my god. I mean, that's 100% why you lost. You actually built Radiance or Alchemist in 2021. Are you Dude, kidding like, me? if you go on Dota buff guides, it's like 50-50. Nah, it's not like I mean, uh, Battle Fury. This might be a dumb take, but I think Belfry is just strictly 100% better. You have this time, like you have your farming item 2,000 gold earlier, which on Alchemist makes like the world of a difference. It's like a whole item like 10 minutes later. I think, yeah. I, I don't... Yeah, my issue is that I think Radiance is, is also... like. I don't think teams are generally ready to, to face off against an, a Radiance at 13 minutes in terms of a team fight. Yes, but Belfry is much more well-rounded. It gives like it gives you right-click damage, 2,000 gold earlier. And I think the most essential part about uh, Belfry these days is the mana region. Because Alchemist ult, yeah. it doesn't give you mana region anymore. You're really, really lacking on mana. With Alchemist these days, uh, especially. I, I did notice that, like, and the yeah, the should build a lot of mana. Yeah, it does. Should yeah, build a bell. Probably should. Probably should. Yeah. We also had one game. I actually ran down mid, uh, and intentionally fed in a five stack with my close friends. Wait, are you serious? Uh, I mean, you know, if you look at the second Alchemist game. <laughs> Wait, you actually? We were. Uh, I mean, kinda like. They were taking our high ground. Mm -hmm. It was like probably 28 to 5 or something. Damn, you should just tilt jungle like most people. Running down no, mid is I, not I, a good look. I right-clicked on the techies. Okay. Um, and they killed me before I got to the techies. We need Elihu in here to absolve you of your sins, Jim. Yeah, it was... 
it was like everyone was in uh, very bad spirits that game. Like we we show up like immediately a level twenty nine techies on the other team. Oh boy! I'm just like, ah, uh, and then you know. That's what it was. You were talking about... But we got out of it in 25 minutes. You were talking about Cavern earlier. How's your battle pass progress going? Ah, good question. Um, if there was a point in the last podcast episode where astute listeners could probably tell uh, where I decided I was going to buy more levels. <laughs> uh, so I ended up buying levels up to like 320 Oh, so you um, have the Spectre Arcana now? Yeah, I, I ground that out oh, Tuesday and Thursday. Nice. And Greg and I actually both hit 330. We both needed one weekly quest star mm-hmm. to get the Spectre Arcana. We got it in the same game. Damn, two whales just vibing with each other. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So I'm at 330, and, and that's that's all I'm I have to say. I, I thought... Oh, go ahead. I also bought levels, Shim. I bought 15 levels from the pack. It was too good of a deal to pass up. Uh, and now I'm a proud yeah. owner of the Davion uh, Persona, which I'm like, I think I'll just use it like the AM Persona. Like, I'll use it for like 10 to 15 games and then I'll get bored of it and use the regular yeah. items again. Uh, one other thing I bought, though, I made two purchases. I, I, I spent a lot of money oh. uh, this week. I did buy okay. the Void Spirit immortal set it was just too good oh, and cool. i'm not sure if you noticed this but the battle level bundle coming out immediately dropped the price of the void spirit immortal set by like half it went from 35 <laughs> euros to like i bought it for 14 euros Oof. because that's just like so many more treasure ones on the market now and i guess a lot of, a lot more people have it so i was very glad like i planned on buying it anyway because i didn't want to like it's much more efficient to like just buy it on the market instead of like yeah. getting enough levels to have enough chests where you're like basically guaranteed to get it. Uh, so yeah, very happy. I didn't get it. any ultra rares. Uh, I got all the others. I gave my gold Marana hat to Charlene because she. Oh, that's one. cute. That's very nice, true. I have the cat face one. The ultra rare from the last battle pass. Oh yeah, so. yeah. That, that's a cool. That's like set. I got, I I rolled that one as well. Yeah. And so I think also I want to talk about this because I want to get your take on it. I thought I might have been up against a scripter in one of my games. All right. All right. Tell me more. Yeah, it was a it was a Bloodseeker game. It was the game we ended up winning. um, And I spent like the entire game yelling at our rando crystal maiden because he wanted to give up. Um, And I'm like, no, we have a gyrocopter and they have no carry. Eventually gyrocopter will just kill everyone. And he did. But... I was mid Bloodseeker against Scarath Mage. All right, that's and... the scripter. If he's playing, I mean, not 100%, <laughs> but Scarath Mage is like the scripting hero. If I see a Scarath Mage, that's probably like a, a 20 to 25%, like actually, that he's scripting. Okay, because I, I think he may have also been a smurf because he has doesn't have too many games and he's like but, guardian one i mean and I thought most people who script they also make a smurf account so in case they get banned for scripting their real account is not gone okay because i um i think he did outplay me anyway like i don't think i was playing particularly well early in that game but twice in the laning phase and maybe one or two times after he interrupted my Bloodrite cast animation with the silence. Hmm. That's like 
You think that's like grounds for scripting? I don't know. That's the thing. I'm like, because there is a cast animation, but like... It's very short. I mean, he... Yeah, it's only like a third of a second. If it was only two times, it might just be a coincidence, right? Yeah. Like, maybe you... He did weird stuff, too. Like, Greg was playing Disruptor, and he got glimpsed, and like, he just like stood where he was when he got glimpsed. Hmm. How were his, his, like, Atos combos? That's usually, like, the most common script script on Skyrim. I mean, they seem pretty good. I don't know. He would catch me out every once in a while until I got my BKB. Hmm. Well, you never know. You should watch the replay. I should. Did you report him? Is the Overwatch police uh, police person on the case? No, I didn't report him. I wasn't sure if he was scripting. I did say uh, at the end of the game, GGEZ. Damn, toxic. And then, yeah. It's, just, it's a guilty pleasure. It just feels so good sometimes. He had, because it wasn't easy, you know? Mm. Like we were down a lane pretty early because they were just like all push heroes. Yeah. And uh, then he had some choice words for me afterwards, but nothing, <laughs> nothing uh, really objectionable, so I didn't report okay, him. Okay, that's cool. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, you should watch the replay. Find out if he was scripting. It's usually pretty e- pretty easy to tell by like that random camera movements. Yeah, I wonder if because uh, you mentioned it's really fun to beat Smurfs, and I feel like there's Smurfs in like all of my games, uh, but I also like lose all my games, mm-hmm. and I don't look at other people's accounts if I win. So maybe I do beat some Smurfs occasionally. Mm, I mean, yeah, I'm always like, whenever I lose, I'm like, oh, wow, this Bloodseeker is really destroying us. And if I'm dead for like the 10th time, I'll look and be like, oh, a 13th level account, and he's won 13 straight Bloodseeker games. That's surprising. Yeah, I mean, I, I just have a habit of like checking, especially my mid opponents, in like 70% oh, of games, I will just check his account just to, you know, see what I'm up against. Although my account looks like a Smurf. I mean, if. if not for the fact that... Does it? I, well, it's level 103, but my most successful heroes, as Bayluck always points out, look like Smurf Wraith heroes. King. Yeah, I guess. 87% win rate Naga. How many Naga games do we have, sir? Uh, like eight or nine. All right, all right. That, 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 that makes sense. All right, you can never play Naga, though, now, because it will ruin your pretty nice win rate. I know, that's the problem. And Wraith King's the same way. I've never lost on Wraith King in a pub. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't do it. like 10 games? Nine. Nine? Okay, even that's cool. (laughs) That's still, I mean, I think it's still, you know, to my credit that I've won nine straight. The high level win rate heroes on my account are like heroes that I have like a lot of games in. It's Haskar, Void Spirit, and Pagna, which are like all at pretty much 70% win rate. Yeah, I have... uh... My Sven's pretty high. I have like 40 games on Sven. I have a 60-something percent win rate. I have an 78% win rate on Necrophos. I have no idea how hmm. because I feel like I have no idea what to do with that here. I guess my same with the I guess my account, it just looks like a Smurf who's actually like 200 MMR higher than his usual account because <laughs> 70% win rate is like really mediocre. Mine looks like some kind of like weird Smurf. Like he played lots of Wraith King. Like that's not a Smurf yes, hero. The famous high school hero where you press one button. Yeah. <laughs> like if you just know how to walk around the jungle with skeletons following you, you get to win games. Yes. Uh, Want to head over to the news? Uh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> to read the future, I need entries. Well, Aaron, there's one huge bit of news. Yes, tell me, Jim. I'll pretend like I don't know already. <laughs> yeah, I'll pretend like you're not reading the show notes. Pudge is a carry. <gasps> really? A tier one carry. I can't believe yeah. it. Damn, that's true. Have you seen this? Yes, I have. I have seen it. So people go safe lane with Pudge. They usually start uh, in a tri lane. So I'm not sure if you know uh, where this came from, Jim. Right? This came from OGA Dota Pit, which is a tournament going on in China right now, and PSG yeah. LGD is running it because they're stomping everybody anyway. And it's <laughs> right. kind of become like a semi-serious thing, like. If right now people talking about, I'm not sure if they're 100% serious, but it seems pretty legit. Like they usually start in a tri lane to get like one or two kills into their flash heap uh, to snowball further. And what's the build again? It's like phase, hood, BKB, overwhelming blink, something like that. Ah, uh, you gotta get eggs in there. Oh, true, like the eggs, the eggs. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, it's all about the eggs. Yeah, the eggs is really good. The big rot. Have you tried it? I know you're a Pudge player. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, I was a big fan of the eggs ever since they added it. Uh, I go with, like, right now in my usual Pudge build, I go uh, Brown Boots, Blink, Face, Hood, Eggs, Eternal Shroud. That's, like, in 90% of games, my build. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. So, like, just for people who don't know what it does, it increases rot radius by 225, which makes rot a 475 radius ability, which is, like, <laughs> humongous. It is yeah. such a big radius. Um, it also increases damage by 100, so you now do 220 damage in magic damage, that is, in that radius. Uh, and you slow everybody by 32%. And then also, if that's not enough... You reduce health region on affected affected enemies by twenty five percent. So it's like oh, I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah, it's very good against strength heroes. Right now, I really like picking Pudge into Mars, for example. Interesting. Yeah, and the, and they said that they would. Cause I saw a video. I think uh, I don't know Jenkins or one of the other guys did a video about carry Pudge, and they said you take the fourteen percent rot slow. So then. Everybody within 475 of you is 46% slow. Yeah. And taking I have to say, damage a on mid patch, I usually take the armor, but it might be like different timings mm -hmm. on safe lane patch. And like, yeah, like different lineups. Yeah, yeah, for against. sure. And uh, it's pretty neat. It, it's but they did neat. say that the one guy, I maybe it was Game Leap. He said Eternal Shroud was like bad, but I don't. I don't no, see how it's I don't bad. believe that. I think the way this axe works, it's like you're like a, a better Bristleback almost. It like scaled so well with spell lifesteal. Like in a couple patch games where I'm stomping, I will even get a Bloodstone just to get better spell lifesteal. <laughs> and you for sure get 10% spell lifesteal at level 15, the talent. Yeah. Even though there's a. The other talent gives you 120% pure, uh, 120 more pure damage on your hook, which is like a super good talent, but 10% spell life still is just so damn good. Yeah, you just get so much yeah. spell because all this because you can stack all the spell life still things yeah, too. Right? Exactly, and I have to say, especially in matters like these where just a normal hood is very very good. Like Patch, he farms kind of fast. Like, he, you yeah. would think, like, oh, the slow... I mean, you can't get to camps quickly, but once you're there, you farm them very well. Like, you just press one button. That's literally it. 
Yeah, the video I watched was saying you just turn rot on and dismember the big creep, and then everything's dead. Yeah, yeah, the, the, that's pretty much what I did. Uh, I, remember the game that I talked about earlier where we beat the Smurf? Uh, yeah. I stole, like, two triple-stack camps with rot in, like, 20 <laughs> seconds. They didn't even notice until they were gone. Huh. Yeah, that was juicy. That's that's the dream. Yeah, carry Pudge. I gotta play Pudge. I have the Garfield the Cat set, which I want to use. Do you think you're good at hooking, Jim? Oh no, I'm famously bad. So you want you want the to get the secret on being good with Pudge uh, from a Pudge yes. team? Yes. Yes. Tell me, Pudge. Fame. You have like a twenty percent hit rate on your hooks, and then you just buy a blink dagger, and then you can just close range choke to finish <laughs> people off, and you don't need to worry about having good hooks again. That's, that's a good strategy. I thought you were going to tell me, just keep throwing hooks and don't worry about no, it. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm, I'm mostly kidding. You still have to be good at hooking. Like, Pudge, he's hook. The, the, that's the hero. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's diversifying with this axe. Like, he has other things he can do these days. Yeah, and I guess the other question is, like, is it just LGD being, like, head and shoulders above everyone they're playing? Yes, also. I agree. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I lost to a carry patch. Uh, I think last week really? or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once he gets his BKB and overwhelming thing, it's a lot of damage. It's a lot of damage, I gotta say. Yeah, I played a game against a carry pudge too the other night. And uh, I just felt like it doesn't matter what we do because this dude is probably not LGD Ame. Hmm. He's probably just trying it out for the first time. Yeah. And we're just going to eventually yeah. roll over I mean, them. And we did. I played a game of Carry Patch yesterday, uh, but I lost. But I think that was mostly because I was playing Turbo. Because the timing that you're looking for on Carry Patch <laughs> in Turbo, it's there for like maybe 30 seconds to two minutes. And then everybody right, has like right. five more items than you. Yeah. So yeah, it, it didn't feel that great in Turbo. I will. I mean, maybe that's going to be a project for me for next week uh, before I go on my vacation. That I'll try a bit of Carry Pudge, yeah. see how it goes. Master how to play Carry Pudge in Turbo games? No, 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 not in Turbo games. I would never. Not after that game. Okay. So I got. Uh, a, we're gonna have a little discussion here. Are you ready yes. for it? Yes. So y- you and I through DMs on Discord. Um, we were just. Trading pictures as we normally do, and then wait, 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 wait. We no, that's talk- a lie. That we're not, we're not doing that in DMs. Okay, right. Sorry, forgot. <laughs> um, and so then we were talking about the importance of draft and lineup because you were talking about yeah, drafts for I mean, the upcoming Herald Guardian Crusader. Yes, yes. I mean, I think like from you, I've heard this kind of a lot. I've heard you like say this. Yeah. Uh, Kind of often, like, oh, in low rank games, draft doesn't matter. And it always irked me. So I thought I'll, like, bring it up <laughs> and say, like, hey, let's make a podcast discussion out there. So how about before I, you know, try to counter-argument you, lay out your reasoning on why you think draft doesn't matter in low rank games. Okay. And now I'm, yeah, defining low rank uh, is the first step. And I think low rank is defined at like tier two professional and down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think TI, most of TI draft matters somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, even at TI, I'm, I'm open to discussions that it doesn't. Okay. 
That's the hot take. I, I, yeah, I think Dota games uh, are decided by one team outplaying the other, um, and not in terms of like mechanical skill, but you know, strategy, map movement, you know, team playing together, yes, uh, chemistry, um, like, I mean, you know, this is picking the 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 easiest fruit, but. OG being like, wait, why don't we play IO carry? I think it'd be kind of cool. And then just like destroying everyone in the world with it. Um, that's like the example. Like no one plays but better that's together an than OG. Sorry that's to interrupt, but that's an argument because that like that draft matters because carry IO was just straight up broken in that tournament. You realize that, right? It wasn't like, oh, we're playing a bad hero. It was like, it was actually really good because the maths on the X were like so off. I mean, maybe. I think a lot of stuff gets shown up at TI. And like the other one, like, uh, so, yeah, OG always does that. And then um, the other was like Wings, uh, TI6. They just played better together. And that's why they won. Or that team that uh, there was, uh, who was it? Virtus Pro when they were at their height. They played the All Hero Challenge in a tournament against like EG and Secret and Chinese teams and stuff. Mm. And they won because at that point they were the best team in the world and no one was going to beat them. Um, and so I, I think provided you don't have like a nonsense lineup, right? Provided you have like someone who can scale, you Dude, know. You're already admitting that your argument is kind of uh, moot by saying that. Oh, I mean like the, the, the most radical position of my argument, which is like throwing darts at a hero chart uh, doesn't work is, is fine i mean like you have to have support heroes and carry heroes because like, okay so that's how you define the like the draft of... not being a nonsense lineup okay yeah, okay right so, like you, you can't be like, I, I like you can't be like chen inch disruptor you know lich witch doctor like that wouldn't okay. work um and like for and then provided you're also cover cheese bases mm-hmm. um like you cover like so, you don't get PL'd or you don't get brood last pick brood, you know whatever the last kind of last pick heroes are in each patch. Um, Friday you cover that. I think draft matters a lot less. Um, it matters very little, and it matters a lot less than people think. I think at low level games, almost the only thing that matters is how comfortable that person is playing the hero, because they can put their like mental attention on the game that's being played rather than what the hero does. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that was the the origin of our discussion. Cause we were talking about the upcoming Herald guardian crusader tournament. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, the only thing that matters is just picking comfort heroes for people. And then I think all the bands in H. So this is my team's going to yell at me for disclosing secrets, but I think the bands just have to be respect bands. Okay. Like if you're playing against Raven, you have to ban Lich unless you're going to first sure, pick it. Sure. Um, all right. Is it, and so meta doesn't really matter. Is it, is it my turn now to give Yeah, yeah, go. Else? All right, yeah. so I would agree that in low-ranked games, draft doesn't matter, but instead of you who defined low-ranked games as tier two professional play, <laughs> my low-ranked game, like my low-ranked definition for this purpose is literally Herald and Guardian because... Two days ago, I spectated one friend of mine who's Harold uh, in a game, and his teammate, he played Haska, he built a 
first item Aghanim Scepter and then a Daedalus uh, on Haskar. Mm -hmm. And he was like 16 deaths, zero killed. So I think if you're at a level where people do not utilize the skill set of the hero and just do random stuff, uh, sure, draft maybe doesn't matter. But Crusader and up, I think draft starts mattering. And the higher you get, uh, the more draft matters. I think, uh, like, even at, like, rank 500 immortal level, some games are just lost at draft. And even at ancient, like, let's say, how would I word this? I think the higher MMR or, like, the higher skill a game goes, yeah. the harder it gets to compensate a bad draft by outskilling the enemy team. And... You're making this argument like, oh, unless you get PL'd or, oh, unless you have a nonsense lineup or playing support heroes in the yeah. carry position. I think if you start listing all the exceptions to your rule and list all the exceptions, by the time you're done uh, listing all the exceptions, those are going to cover like more than half the like situations that you're going to run in in any given Dota draft. Which means the rule huh. would be kind of disproven. Yeah, I think that's my take on it. Like, yeah, I mean, my, my exceptions are probably larger. Yes, than but I'm if the pool of exceptions is larger than the pool of things that the rule applies to, then that doesn't that just mean the rule is wrong? Yeah, but I mean, I don't think it's that big. Yeah, um, okay, okay. I mean, unless you're talking about like, you know, if you did like a rand, like all the mathematical combinations and random assignment of heroes. Okay, I mean... Like, yeah, sure, it's going to be the majority of that, but... Let's just... I mean, fine, let, let's just game it through a little bit here. Let's just sure. list the carry heroes where, like, you might agree that if this carry hero gets too big and isn't countered, you just lost. So you said Peel and Broodmother, right? Off the top yeah. of my head, heroes that I think you would agree with even would probably be Spectre... Terrorblade, Medusa, PA, maybe even Luna. Uh, I was I was thinking, yeah, I, I was looking at that. I was thinking maybe Luna. Spectre, I think, is a special case because I think Spectre, that applies to every game mm -hmm. that Spectre's in. Like, like maybe Spectre just wins because yes. of... Uh, you and know. then you even, when you talked about the previous game, you said, hey, uh, this gyrocopter, if he gets big enough, the enemy team can't win anymore. So you might count him there as well. So that's like... Um, I feel like... Well, okay, yeah. I think that was an example of a better draft beating a worse draft. Okay. Because the other team had no carries. So you would qualify the but... other team as a nonsense lineup. Because they didn't have carries. No, but I, I think they definitely could have won. Yes, they could have won. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying that... Uh, I think it was a close game. I don't think... And, and I think, like, we beat them. Yes, yes. I'm not saying that a bad draft can't out-execute, uh, like, good yeah. draft. But as I said, I think my overarching point is that the higher skill the game gets, the harder it is to compensate a bad draft. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I mean, I maybe. I I think what it is is there's some like coefficient, right, of your win likelihood. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I would. That agree like the that. draft is like multiplied by. Right? Yes. Yes. And like I just think it's much less than what other people think. You know okay. What I mean? Yeah, but I think if you agree 
to the existence of this coefficient, then I, I don't think you can say it. Draft doesn't matter. And especially with these like auto win carry heroes, like I'm just thinking of PL where a couple patches ago, if a PL got like hard, uh, I don't know, hard Scardi and two other items, you basically just lost. These days in these patches, like everybody has so much potential to scale. Even supports like have a lot of money with bounty runes and all that. They can get an axe, they can get a shard. Even the carry heroes have like really impactful utility shards. I think every hero in Dota these days has such good scaling potential and scales in very different ways. For example, PA, she didn't used to have a break. Now PA having a break opens up a lot of different hero counters. I think with the existence of shards and like synth eggs that like a lot of carries are getting these days, draft only gets more important because usually you're not thinking about a carry getting a shard that like really, really might counter your lineup. For example, oh, we're gonna, I don't know, jump on the sniper. The sniper just bought a shard. He now has the concussive grenade. So you need another jump that you might not have against him. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I think that just increases like the the complexity of the draft analysis. No matter what the draft is, yes. And so, and so, one of the other things is that, um, so everyone used to credit PPD as being a brilliant drafter, um, for whatever yeah, reason. For whatever like, reason, two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen. That was his reputation. <laughs> I remember him being interviewed once, and they asked about his reputation as a brilliant drafter, and he's like, yeah, I mean, I used to script the draft all the time, but it didn't matter because I had Sumerian Universe playing, and they would just outplay the opponents, and we'd win anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think a lot of what it comes from and, and what this, this draft importance comes from is the pro game. Because if you put on a pro game, the analysts have to talk about this draft for like 20 minutes before the game starts and you're sitting there. And so, so much of like your time and attention and the viewers and everyone, you have nothing else to talk about. And so you have to talk about this draft. And so it's like highlighted in people's minds of, of what's important going in. Um, and it it's just because of the broadcast format that everyone thinks draft matters that much. That's a good point. That's, that's, I'm- that's I mean, the way you phrase it here, I think it might actually fa- like factor in definitely. But as I said, I think in pro matches, it just plain is a giant part of a team's chances to win. I think at the highest level, draft matters a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, we can go back to the like, carry IO matchup. I don't think carry IO was like a bad hero that yeah. OG just won it with anyway. I think carry IO just like what was it like 100 magic damage and it spawned a spirit like every second uh it was just like really 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 good yeah but i still think i mean you know i mean like they just played different heroes i mean it also comes from like i think meta um, do you think meta plays a role uh in in what sense Uh, i know in high level matches i guess or do you think it plays a role in high-level matches, but not in low-level matches? Um, because you could see I meta th- as just like a temporary shift in which drafts are good and which drafts are bad. I think meta is like a, a descriptive thing, not like a normative thing. 
I think the meta of TI is the heroes that professional players happen to have picked at that TI. Mm. Um, because I remember listening to that podcast with Elevated and Jenkins, and Jenkins was like, if you want to increase your rank, just play three heroes. If you look at every pro player's like list of heroes played right before TI and then during TI, they each play like three heroes. And the meta is, oh, Coddle's meta, because Liquid's good and because GH is godly mm. on Coddle, Coddle is meta. And so then everybody starts playing Coddle because GH is godly yes. at it. And he happened to be the but guy who was on the team that played the best You should year. concede, though, I think, here, that the pros, if draft doesn't matter, they could just play any three heroes. But I think, I, th I don't think it's three. I think yes, it's like, like VP I think it's like five to eight <laughs> for most pro players at tournaments. Uh and I think these heroes are chosen very, very deliberately on like what's good with their team and what is good in most drafts that are meta right now. But you're right, though. I think I think they're chosen very deliberately for the players in that team. Yes, I think they have to find a balance between what's good for their team and what's good in the meta right now. I think it's uh, you have to. I don't know how you say that in English, but you have to. I don't know. Just look at both sides of the coin, I guess. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I think the outliers, um, there's, I think there's probably f fewer, yeah, I just think, like, the coefficient's less. Like, okay, Slark sucks, like, I think just kind of yeah, Slark right? sucks. And then, like, a couple of years ago, Slark was OP. Yes, yes. You know, like, like, you know, like, Hero's just getting that thing, like, Luna's probably kind of OP right yeah, now. Yeah, she definitely is. She plays um, herself, dude. Like, terrible. Like, TA is OP right now. TA is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but, like, beyond that, I think, you know, it's almost always going to be just one team out, okay, outplaying sure. the other team. So, I think just, just pick your, your comfort heroes. Um, All right, Jim, one last question after this rather, I'll yeah. say, inconclusive discussion. Would you still <laughs> make the blanket statement draft doesn't matter in low rank matches? Yes. Okay, glad I didn't change. Oh, definitely low rank games. I've watched Herald games. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll agree. They do, it doesn't really matter in Herald or Guardian games like because people just yeah, 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 people just more. do whatever they want in those games. Uh, yeah, people do that in my games. Cool, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, want to move on? Hero of the week, Joe. Sounds good. You're tougher than I thought. Come along. Have a cookie. Meepo. More Meepo. I love you guys. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. This week's Hero of the Week, Arian, is the worst hero in all of you Dota. You mean one of the best heroes in all of Dota? Probably. Jim, you're, Sand you're just King. a hot take factory this episode. I know. I'm just I'm throwing him out <laughs> today. I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm just fired up. But yeah, Sand King. I played some Sand King. It went well. Nice. He's a fun uh, hero. I, you know, th throughout the game, I pointed out that we'd have been winning even more if I picked a good hero. Wrong. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and apparently he has like a, a greater than 50% win rate in like every yes. bracket right now with like a pretty good yes. pick rate. He's a good hero. But he's, I'll say this. Yeah, deny this, Arian. His auto attack animation is very unsatisfying. It is very unsatisfying, but I have to preface this with that it's a build up, right? It's not very satisfying to hit the like to do the attack itself, 
But what comes after with this third skill? That's very satisfying. Lining up like creep waves to be like ticking time bombs with caustic finale. That's very satisfying. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get any like fully off in my game. Like I, I brought the enemy carried down like really low and then like was just unable to mm. kill them. Um, but I had a couple of those surprises. Cool. Uh, it's pretty fun. Right. How about I talk about you know what the zero is, and then you get us through the ability stream. Sure. sure. All right. Sanking. He's a melee strength hero who's mostly played in the off lane, but sometimes also played in the mid lane. Uh, he has a pretty poor starting armor of two point two. Uh, I guess average for strength hero. Decent health and mana starting. Two ninety movement speed. Three point zero strength gain which is decent for strength hero, I'll say above average even. Uh, 1.8 agility gain, which is pretty bad for most heroes, and 1.8 intelligence gain, uh, which is pretty bad for most heroes uh, as well. His laws kind of whack, I gotta say. He's basically like the soul of the desert. Yeah, he's the soul of the desert. That's pretty mm. much his law. There's no lot there. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, <laughs> get us through his abilities, Jim. Sure. His Q is Burrow Strike. He burrows into the ground and tunnels forward, damaging and stunning enemy units above him as he resurfaces. Uh, it's a line stun. Is it instant or is it like 0.1 seconds? Uh, I think it's instant. Okay, I, th I think it might be instant. Um, the stun duration goes scales from 1.6 to 2.2 seconds. The damage scales from 100 to 280. And the cast range scales from a short 400 to a respectable 700. A CD goes from 14 down to 11. And the Aghanim Scepter makes it super yes, long. very long. Uh, makes the range 2,000. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, That's like two screens. Yeah. If you're playing on a low resolution monitor. <laughs> <It's... laughs> playing on a low resolution. What a strange. So those of you who are playing on like 4 by 3 CRTs. <laughs> Get uh, get eggs on Sand King. Uh, his oh, W. Sorry. I I just want to say about uh -huh. Burrow Strike. Like, this is not even kidding. It's like a top five ability in Dota. I'm not really? joking. It is so good. Like AOE stun that's available before you even have your ultimate and you move with it. Like this is so versatile. You can use it to initiate, to escape, and it's an AOE stun. Stuns are the strongest thing in Dota. And AOE stunning is just like the natural progression of that being very, very strong. And you also do damage, like, you know, 280 damage. That's not even that bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't like that you're in you're in the middle afterwards. Uh, yes, but that was his that what's his W is for, which you're gonna get into now. You can, you know, just chill in the middle. You wanna be in the middle, in fact. Good point. The W is sandstorm. He creates a fearsome sandstorm that damages enemy units while hiding him from vision. The effect ends when Sand King leaves the area. Uh, the radius scales from 425 to 650. The damage per second scales from 20 to 95. The duration scales from 20 to 35 seconds. And it only costs 75 yeah. mana. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it only costs 75 mana, and the, and the cooldown scales from uh, a long 40 to uh, a quite good 22. Yes, um, this is, it makes a cloud on the screen and he becomes invisible mm -hmm. uh, unless he, you know, attacks or casts a spell or whatever. But as long as he remains in that cloud, he's yeah, invisible. But, uh, contrary stuff. to most like forms of invisibility, where if you attack, like the invisibility just breaks, 
uh, it has a fade delay. So like if you, as long as you're in Sandstorm, you can attack and you will be visible for like a second. And if you don't do anything, then you'll like return invisible. And you return pretty quick. Yeah, maybe it's I even like that. half a second actually. Yeah, it was. It was. It's yeah, I neat. mean, this ability is obviously like hard countered by sentries even more than most invisibles because you can't just run out of the duration. Uh, but you know, it makes up for it by like doing damage already, like well, as well. Uh, it also makes Sand King like be able to survive against most lanes because you can like sand core, mm. sandstorm close to trees and then just run in the trees and the sandstorm will keep going. That's true. And at level 25, you can get a 40% slow and blind. Yeah, that's a cool talent. It. Which I, I feel like is talent you have to take, but we'll get to that in a minute. I've never even gotten 25 because I've won my Sand King games beforehand. Oh, if only I'd played a different hero, it would have been quicker. His E is a passive called Caustic Finale. His attacks inject a venom that causes enemy units to move more slowly and violently explode when they die. So you hit something with it and it gets a caustic finale charge, yes. which lasts some amount of time that is not listed. Yeah, I don't, it's like seven seconds client. or something. I'll just say seven seconds. Just assume <laughs> yeah. it's seven seconds, guys. That's fair. Uh, and then when that ends, uh, either it pops and it does 70 scaling up to 130 damage, or if the unit dies while it is affected by caustic mm -hmm. finale, it does... That plus 10, scaling up to 22% of its max health. Yes. Which is It's a lot. a lot of health. Like, on a... That's like, what, what... Just with one point, it's like more than 150 damage on a lane creep. And you yeah. mentioned this, right? The explode radius, it's 500. In lane especially, this is like one of the most subversive abilities on any Dota hero, I will say. Because the actual, like... The actual animation of Caustic Finale exploding, the radius, I'll say it's like 100 units, right? But the, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, look, it doesn't look very impressive. But the actual AoE of where people take damage is 500, which is very, very big. Like, most ranged heroes will get hit by a couple of Caustic Finales in lane. Melee heroes, they have no chance. Yeah, if, you, if you're up against the melee carry as an offlane Sand King, you can prep a couple creeps with Caustic Finale and then start like a, a, a yes, chain that's very fun. popping where you make one pop and then its damage pops to the next one and the the poor you know Wraith King is taking all of these explosions because he's been in 500 range. That's very nice. And then you could stun him and then pop another one. Um, yeah, it's also like... It, it, the, the bad thing about this, right? It's like not toggleable, so... Once you put a point in there, which you kind of mm. want to like annoy the carry on lane, you will like if you want CS, you will push the lane. Uh, but how I yeah. play Sand King, I kind like you can't have your like support counteract this by just chain pulling because it pushes the lane so hard. Like, I'll say just tank it, you know, at least the carry has to CS under tower and he'll probably miss a couple CS. But on the other hand, it also means that your farm will be very safe. So, Sanking on most lanes is just like a farm training hero. Yeah, also, I mean, I noticed that too when I was playing. Like, pretty early on, I was like, oh, I can't possibly pull yeah, this lane exactly. back. It's just, it's, it's impossible. But since, he's, since he has that stun uh, and he's pretty tanky, 
you can get aggressive with them. So if you do have an aggressive support in lane yeah, with just you, just dive the top. You can shove the lane up and, and just exactly. dive. Yeah. Set up Marana arrows with Burrow mm. Strike, etc. Uh, his ultimate, Epicenter, um, in my opinion, is the worst ultimate in the game. Uh, after channeling for seconds, Sand King sends a disturbance into the earth, causing it to shudder violently. All enemies caught within range take damage and become slowed. Each subsequent pulse increases the radius of the damage dealt. The pulses... So he, he bangs his tail on the yes. ground for three seconds? Two and a half seconds? Uh, two seconds. Two seconds. Two seconds. And then he starts emitting uh, damaging pulses of, of magical damage from himself, mm -hmm. uh, with it, the radius increasing with each pulse. Pulses scale from six up to ten. The damage per pulse is 110 magic to 130 magic. The movement slow is 30%. Uh, and the attack slow is 30, yeah. which is which has to be like the least ability ever. Um, and the slow lasts for three seconds, which is That's pretty good, decent. actually. Um, this um, used to be a channeled ability, so like you have to channel. Yeah, yeah, you explain this because this is so too you, much going on. So you used to, like until, until pretty recently, I'll say, you used to have to channel this for two seconds. And if you get the channel interrupted or alternatively interrupted by yourself by blinking in too early after using this, which is how most people use this, uh, like, you know, if it gets interrupted, you're like 120 uh, second cooldown. It's just gone. Wait, yeah, good luck. These days, yeah, uh, it's just a two-second cast animation to get this wound up, which is very fun because it's still very, very loud. So pump faking this, <laughs> it's one of the most annoying things in Dota. It's so loud. It is so loud. Yeah, I we had, we had one team fight where I must have pump faked it like four times because like, I kept like, oh, I'm going to epicenter now. And then I thought like, no, 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 this isn't the right time. Um, I mean... And then before I got the fourth off, they killed me. And in some ranked games, but I like actually had people like threaten to report me if I keep on faking it. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I, what what I don't like about it um, is that again, it requires you to kind of be like up in the mix. Yeah, but that's what you want, right? There's so much thing, like so many things that make you good at that. Yeah, and it's just like it's magic damage over time. Like damage over time is worse. Yeah, than I mean, I will concede. Damage uh, burst. This ability looks very, very good on paper. Like at level three, it's like more than one k magic damage. Like way more actually. Like yeah, one thousand three hundred magic right. damage without any talents or spell amplification. Um, but as you said. It's very easily negated. Like if you buy, like literally, just buy a pipe, and epicenter will not be a spell anymore. If the enemy team has a pipe. Yeah, I mean, wait, pipe gets rid of it. A any other sources of magic resistance yeah, reduce each pulse. And um, since it's over time, however many seconds it is, like, it's you have to discount it by their HP regeneration. Yeah, that's true. And, um, like, saves which isn't and heals. necessarily much, but... Yeah, saves, heals, they can walk away and, and miss for the pulses. Um, generally, like, when, when I end up using it, it's like a team fight has begun. Either I've blinked in and stunned some people, and then I just hit R because, like, you know, or WR. What else am I going to do? And then they can, like, the team fight's going to happen, and so a lot of people are just going to end up taking damage from mm -hmm. it because they're not going to run away from everything. Yeah. 
I mean, um, I I will concede. I think I mean obviously because it's an ultimate, like the numbers are stronger than some of his normal spells. But within the merits of each spell being like ultimate or non-ultimate, I think Epicenter is Sun King's weakest spell. Yeah, yeah, and the cooldowns like so yeah, it's very long. long. One hundred seconds, even at level. Like heroes three. with like really good ultimates have yeah, shorter cooldowns. Mass, dude. I I hate that mass ultimate. Oh, it's like what? Let me change. I think it's, it's 60 seconds. It's 60 second that. cooldown, Mars Ultimate. That's so yeah. nuts. Yeah, yeah, Mars is just like. Yeah, he's literal gold. But I feel like Ep- Epicenter is like an old spell from like old Dota. It is. When like. I mean, speaking know? of, they try to, you know, brush it up a little. We have this kind of meme shot now. Maybe you want to talk about that one. Sure. <laughs> this was briefly the worst yeah. shot ever, <laughs> uh, but they fixed that. <laughs> Uh, so he has a shard that for every 700 units sinking moves, he causes one epicenter pulse around him uh, in 475 AOE. No. Um, so like as he's walking around, as he's burrow striking, there's just epicenter pulses popping off doing, you know, 110 to 130 yeah, magic. not that damage. much. It's more of like a farming shot, I'll say. Yeah, probably. Uh, for a while, <laughs> it... Revealed in smoke and in yes, fog. it was so bad. <laughs> and so, like, it just invalidated the hero. Um, but I think I guess, I guess they fixed yeah, it's that. Fixed now. Um, yeah, sinking. And then his his Aghanim scepter. Uh, we already mentioned that it makes Burrow strike two thousand range, but it also automatically applies caustic finale to all heroes mm-hmm. hit. It used to be creeps and illusions, um, dude. Those were the days. This was like the best hero against PL. <laughs> Oh yeah, people are just one shot yeah. PL with a with an egg spur yeah, strike. Those, those days are behind us, sadly. Yeah, and then his talents, uh, level ten, you have two hundred health or twenty epicenter damage. Get the per health. Pulse. Get the health. Yeah, I mean, I hate like two hundred health talents, but like every two minutes you get an extra twenty magic damage per second for yeah, five seconds. Yeah. At level 15, plus 20 Caustic Finale slow, or plus 30 Sandstorm mm. DPS. I usually end up going yeah, with the Sandstorm I think DPS, just because, like, yeah, I think it's not? a toss-up. If you have a lot of space, the Sandstorm DPS will help you farm, but the 20% Caustic Finale slow makes it into a 45% movement slow. Especially if you have eggs, I think mm. the Caustic Finale slow is worth considering. Yeah, that might be good. That might be good. At level 20, you have plus 25 health regen, which is bonkers. Or minus two. Oh, this is like one cooldown. of the most tough talent choices in Dota. I think this is like I can't choose one here. I think it's just a toss up. Both are so good. I, I mean, I always take the Burrow Strike cooldown because you can't buy Burrow Strike yeah. cooldown. Twenty five um, health regen. And, and I had Tranks, I think, because I have no idea what the hell to build on this guy. Twenty five health regen. It's so much. If you have <laughs> so like much. a Lotus yeah. Orb, like it makes it even more value because you have more armor. If you had a Hallbird yeah, or something, my God. It, it would never die and like sure you can't buy it but like if you buy health region and you take the talent the health region talent then you have even more health region you also could think about that way yeah to buy that much health region it's like yeah. a heart <laughs> so yeah i mean it might be worth getting it's a toss-up um, it's like a find game by game basis region. for sure yeah and then at 25 it's either plus five epicenter pulses which either uh they can't move away from you and so they're dead anyway or they moved away and the epicenter pulses don't do anything. 
versus 40% Sandstorm Slow and Blind, which yeah, just seems I, I always take the, the Sandstorm Slow and Blind. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. What do you build on this guy? I never knew what to build. Like, I, I feel like I shouldn't have just straight rushed a blink, so I built, like, Veil? Uh, veil is decent. Like, I like mana boots. If it's a hard lane, I go Tranks. Okay. Then if I'm mid, I go Bottle. Uh, which I usually play at mid, honestly, because mm. I'm not a big offlane player these days. Uh, then I think Axe Rush fell off, especially since it only procs, uh, what's it called? Classic Finale on Heroes these days. So I usually just get a blink. Then if you fancy, you can like disassemble your mana boots for an Aetherlands and get traveled to farm faster. But I think travels is like mediocre on the zero. Uh, but Aetherlands, anyway, is very good on the zero. Uh, it makes your blink rage farther and it makes your burrow strike farther. And then I usually go for eggs huh. if I'm owning. Or if it's like a hard game and I need to like help my team, I will go Lotus Orb. I think Lotus Orb is a really, really good item on the zero. Be uh, yeah, because you really like mana region as well. You don't have that much mana. With your That's a good point. I didn't think of that, but I think it's really good. Game. Yeah, Lotus Orb is very good on this hero. Uh, and this is especially yeah. because you have this region talent, like, on Sand King, because he's one of the more squishy offlaners, definitely. Like, it doesn't mean you, like, die often because you buy a Blink anyway, and Barrel Strike uh, and Sandstorm make you, like, very elusive. But stacking armor along with the health region talent makes you very, very tanky. Like, he's not tanky just by himself, but he can become very tanky. I'll say that much. Did anybody ever buy blade mail on him? Other than Digital Nick, shout out Digital Nick. Uh, I've never seen it. I've never done it, that's for sure. Oh, it might be worth Why? it. Why? Blade mail doesn't give much. I don't know, because you're always in the mix, and then like you blink stun, and you start charging your thing, and you're like, all right, you can attack me if you want. I guess, but I, th like, I think if you have like know. a... If you have an epicenter going, Armor's people want to run away from you anyway. That's probably true. Yeah, I don't know. Might be worth considering. I don't want to discount that. I think when Blade Mail gave int, it would probably be better. True. Yeah, it used to do that, right? Yeah. So, he's actually kind of fun to play. There's a lot of stuff to do. You're not I a Santi hater anymore after this segment? I'm still the worst no. hero in the game just because of that attack animation. <laughs> but I, I think he's situational. Yeah, yeah. I'll say that, that much. He's not that tanky, which some people struggle with. Like, you can chain feed with this hero if you're not careful. Oh, Arian. <laughs> I could chain feed Yeah, I know you hero. can. <laughs> want to head into uh, Noobs Ass Noobs? Holy shit! If you want peace, you must prepare for war. If you want war, you must also prepare for war. The lesson is, always prepare for war! The first question is from 10speed. He says there are a lot of dads in this server. Thinking about the dads of Dota, which character would be the best to have as a dad? And who would be the worst? Thinking about the dads of Dota. Are there any characters who are like dads confirmed lore-wise? Well, Ur Ursa is a dad lore-wise. Yes. Is Ursa even like confirmed male? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I think he uses male pronouns in his lore. The lore. Yes, there are male pronouns in his lore, and uh, he oh yeah, mentions 
you're lucky it's not oh true true yeah you're right all right so uh, i think ursa's a good dad for like the kid yeah he'd be very protective if you're like just randomly you know bears do that right like if you just look at their cubs during like that season they just kill you yeah i live in in the united states you have a lot of bears we don't have bears in germany only wild pigs who can get pretty dangerous actually yeah, I, I I mess with no pigs, but uh, yeah, bears. Yeah, if you just like accidentally come around a corner and you're in between the mother and the yeah. cub, um, you know who would done. be really really bad but, at that gym. This kind of a that? fucked up thing to say, but I think Tour Warlord. He's like the domestic violence type of dad. I mean, oh. sorry, <laughs> that that just popped into my mind. <laughs> hmm. All right, I think. Omni Knight would not be the best dad. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he would have a lot of like time for his children. He would have time for his children, and I think he would just... He's like that like old like 19th century American like head of the household who's like a preacher, and he's like a villain in a Nathaniel Hawthorne book or something. Yeah, you his, know? Child, his, his children wouldn't have it very easy. No, he's not like a, a, a friendly, loving preacher like Definitely uh, not. Webmaster Elihu. <laughs> Um, now Brewmaster probably not. So uh, people mentioned Kunkka, but Kunkka is more the fun yeah, uncle. Yeah. Sam pointed Kunkka's out. Kunkka's an uncle type guy. I feel like there's not a lot of. I mean, Storm. Storm. I think he'd be a fun dad. He's like nice. I think he would be a bad dad. Actually, he doesn't seem like the type who like would commit to like raising a child. He's just like the, oh, I'll just get, you know, cigarettes at the gas station, be right back, type of dad. It could be. <laughs> could be. That's tough. I mean, there's not a lot of, like, loving and nurturing in yeah, Dota Heroes. Brute mother. Oh, I guess, yeah, mother. Never mind. But, yeah, I mean, she's next. I mean, she, but is she? Because, you know, if someone, if, like, Skyrath ults her... She's moving her spiders over, so they die instead of her. Uh, mm, you know, I don't know. If she is a that's good That's not mom. The, how that works, Jim. Scarif ulti doesn't hit creeps. If you were uh, like, if you if there's multiple targets, it won't no, hit multiple no, targets. it only hits heroes. Oh, okay. Lol. Uh, if uh, Invoker Sun strikes her, she'll do uh, that. Sure, sure. I guess. Granted, <laughs> okay. I knew it was something falling from the sky. <laughs> Yeah, that's a tough question, but I guess Ursa. Yeah, Ursa right? is probably the best dad in Dota. I mean, he literally just, yeah. like, he, he has his little son in that one cosmetic. He has him on his back, like, oh, I'll, I'll show you how to mm-hmm. kill people, which is probably not good parenting, if we're being real, but it's fun for the kid. It is fun for the kid, and again, it gets to that question of, like, is this in the real world or is this in the yeah. Dota world? Because it's yeah, good it's in the Dota, in the Dota world, world, right? Definitely. You have to have some self-defense. Yeah. If he's, like... You know, taking a business trip to Indiana. I mean, you know, Who's you don't need those the, the other uh, skills as much. Yeah. So Honor asks, when are good times to play to get the most chance of good people? He plays from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. on U.S. West, has 10,000 behavior score. He listens to Be Like Thought. Of course he does. And he gets griefers on so, so, so many games. Mm, I actually have... I don't know. Sorry, I... go ahead. Good. 
Good. No, I was going to say, I don't really get that many griefers, but I almost always play in stacks, and and, and I'm the only mm. griefer that has played I in mean, my stack. I mean, I will say so. on EU, I think after 1 a.m., it's only psychopaths who like use solo games. That's my <laughs> that's my take. And I I know a couple like pro okay. player streamers who agree with me, who said it on their streams that I watched. Uh, yeah, like if I queue EU after 1 a.m., which is like most times I play with stacked, like we're going to have like a griefer randomly assigned to us. Yeah, I really? mean like think about the person who queues solo at like 1 a.m. in the in the morning in EU. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'm the only. I mean, I guess it's kind of like the you, you know, you look around the poker table, you can't see who the sucker is. It's you. It's like I'm never with griefers because I'm I'm the griefer uh, in my stack. But yeah, I guess you guys got to play a little earlier or play with us, um, and at least you know what you're getting. Yeah, griefers you'll be, you'll be will also have 10 behavior you. score. That's the we like Dota guarantee. <laughs> yeah, just stack with us we'll and, grief. you know, your griefers will be nice. Uh, Monster asks, if you made a Dota-themed cocktail, are you are you of legal age to drink anything? In Germany, in Germany, yes. The legal age to drink anything in Germany is 18, Jim. Okay. What would the recipe be for that drink? And Monster says to give us extra points if it sounds good, virgin, and That's like with and without alcohol, right? Okay. Yes. I'm not like... We'd be, we'd be, we'd be recording it's a whole different podcast yeah, yeah. if it was... I'm pretty basic else. with like talk cocktails, honestly. My favorite like drink is a gin tonic. Ah, yeah, good choice. It's super like basic, it. so I don't know that much... I know it's like an it's like an old yeah, man choice. Yeah. I liked I, I drank a couple of Bloody Marys a couple of days ago, which I kind of liked. So, how would you make a Bloody Mary so, into a Dota Bloody Mary? Yeah, how do we yeah, shoot? I, I was hungover, so somebody told me to drink Bloody Marys to like help with the hangover, and it kind of worked. Well, hair of the dog, huh? Hair of the dog. What? The hair of the dog that bit you. That's what it's called. That's a an old American oh, expression. Never heard that. If you're hungover, you drink more alcohol to. Yeah, I guess maybe it's just like the the like vegetable juices and the Bloody Mary that are like supposed to help. Probably. <laughs> uh, I'm sure the vodka does yeah, take the edge sure off. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I barely tasted the vodka and that Bloody Mary. It's like yeah. it's a very strong flavor. But how do you make that a Dota Bloody Mary? Do you have any ideas, Jim? I don't know. I'm looking. I'm looking at the items. Uh, in the client here, I don't see any like red fluids. Blood. I guess you could do some kind of blood seeker thing, Ooh, right? Ooh, that's actually good. Are there like any significantly like red drinks? No. No. Uh, Hastrune, and then Bloodseeker runs fast, and his name is Blood. I think we might be getting somewhere. I like that. I like that. Uh, Bloodseeker Bloody Mary. Yeah, you can call it like. Thirst is one of his abilities. I feel like it's all coming together. Very smart, Jim. You're carrying this one. Thirst. (laughs) I'm just like associating words. Thirsty Mary? Nah, that doesn't sound right. uh, What's his name? Strigweer. Bloody Strigweer. That's the. Yeah, I can deal with. Let's just call like Thirst Quencher or something like that. Thirst Quencher. That's so good. Thirst Quencher. Because thirst yes, for blood secrets, it. blood. Yeah, I love it. Thirst yeah, quench is really good. Yeah. 
No, I, I'm okay. yeah, being serious. I, <laughs> uh, is I that also your, your run? Because you helped me so much with that. We'll, we'll just go with that one. No, I mean, it's probably the better one, but I did have oh, one I right. thought Hit of me. a little while ago. Uh, I was going to do something like the the healing salve. Ooh, interesting. Right? And it would be, and we'll do Greg's, which he just like thought up off the top of his head and it's ridiculously complicated. Is that with like seed loop, the healing salve? <laughs> oh, yes. So my idea was, uh, you, you know, it's a bright green drink, right? So you use that like bright green liqueur. What is it? Like it's got apples uh, in it or something? Absinthe? Is that the one? No, no, there's another, there's, there's a one like that, uh, like college kids drink here. Uh, it's like sweet and probably okay. gross, but, uh, it's like bright green, right? So you use that to get the color. Um, and then you put, you know, I guess you could put vodka, you could put gin in it. Um, gin might work well because, and then you, then I was thinking, cause it'd be healing. You got to put all these like. I don't know, like vitamins or juices or something. Like get one of them like superfoods, like uh, wheatgrass or acai berry mm, or something, right? To like make it even greener. And then you can like claim it's a healing salve. Um, but then your point, which I hadn't even thought of, but is ob- which, but is absolutely correct, is just replace the the gin with Seedlip, uh, w- the official non-alcoholic spirit yes, of We Like Dota. Um. And then, yeah, just make it with seed lip Very instead. Cool. And then you can have your, your healing salve. And it would actually, it wouldn't, you know, kill brain cells. And you'd get all the benefits of uh, the weird. What if I want know, my brain cells? Vegetable shots. Yeah, you can just have the regular one. Or you could have a. a, a I have quencher. one more, which is like not even on Ooh, the topic good. because it's not a cocktail. You know, White Claws? Make a Dota yes. 2 branded, put like Lifestealer's bloody hand on there and call it Red Claw. Easy. Oh, perfect. Oh, you could do like all yeah. kinds of claws. Because you could have Ursa. like White Claw could be like Ursa, yeah. There's not that many claws on Dota though. Like I'm thinking of Ursa, Lifestealer. Are there any more claws? Uh, Night Stalker has like sharp nails. I, wouldn't, I don't know if I call them claws. Mm. He has those pink claws Ooh, with that uh, set. Scarif Mage. He has claws. He has bird feet. Ooh, true. Bird claws. Yep. I like it. I like tying white claw in. Yes. And you can you sell all but, different you know, varieties that you Do way. what you have to do to satisfy the noobs as noobs agenda. And it's it's uh, probably a better marketing, uh, cross-promotion marketing opportunity than, yeah. than Seedlip. Also way cheaper. So that's our... Yeah. Whew. So that's our episode for this week, Thank everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. If you are Herald, Guardian, or Crusader, or have loved ones who are Herald, Guardian, Crusader, uh, come to our Discord. Join Yield Raven's League. Uh, we're going to have a very good time there. Follow and, uh, like Dota on Twitter. Nice. Yeah, Twitter. Do Any you have a Twitter, I know you have a Twitter. Shout it out. I'll shout out mine even. I had a Twitter. I think I deleted it because it got oh, hacked. Damn. Yeah. I like liked something Ursi said once. Cool. And then I got him banned once. My Twitter is at Arian underscore to Harry. Follow me, please. I tweet like once a week, but they're always funny. They're good ones. Yeah, don't pretend like you read them. Low volume, high quality. I don't. See you next See week. See you next week. Okay.